chapter six of the cliff dwellers this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox the cliff dwellers by henry blake fuller chapter six ogden had been balked in his first social advance by the inconsiderate and unwarranted demands of the brainards he failed on proposition number one but its attendant corollary he disposed of after the proper interval he had missed the dinner but he accomplished the dinner call he was moving around his room in his shirt-sleeves he had the leisurely air of one whose social orbit was so small as to involve no relations with the courses of cabs and of street-cars to set himself right with the floyds he had but to step around the corner his room was rather small and cramped but he had preferred indifferent accommodations in a good house to good accommodations in an indifferent house just as he would have chosen an indifferent house in a good neighborhood to a better house in a poorer one his quarters however were well enough for a single young man of moderate pretensions he had space for a three-quarter bed a bureau a washstand which displayed a set of pink flowered crockery and two towels a cane-seated chair and a pair of bookshelves on the wall and by means of a good deal of dexterous manoeuvring he contrived to extract some comfort from an undersized rocker his decorations were principally photographs which showed to the extent common under the circumstances some of these were grouped in twos and threes in frames faced with chinese silk they helped to achieve the disordered and overcrowded effect that the present taste in house furnishing aims at and can always accomplish in a back hall bedroom the photographs stood in the position in which he had first placed them a month and a half ago although the recent arrival of several of the originals had given their shadows an altered importance everybody knows of the inertia that overtakes decorative detail even when portable there were the pictures of his father and his mother arranged in a pair his father offered a placid gray-bearded face it seemed rather forceless though that effect may have been due to retouching yet independent of any practical processes it was the face of a man who obviously could not have risen in advance to any adequate conception of the western metropolis the face of his mother was serious strenuous she had in some degree the semi-countryfied aspect of one who has run a quiet course in a quiet quarter of a minor town his sister's picture had been taken in the east just before her starting for her new home it was now in the hands of ogden's next-door neighbor who had come in carrying a choice of white ties and who now wove around it a contemplative cloud of tobacco smoke from his briarwood pipe he was a young man with a high forehead and a pair of shrewd but kindly brown eyes a mighty pretty girl brower said heartily get the right kind of a new england face and you can't do much better i must haul out my own photographs and fix them up some time brower kept his collection in his trunk 
along with his shirts and underwear generally he used his bureau drawers for collars and cuffs and for a growing accumulation of newspapers magazines and novels he had been in the house two years yet his trunk had never been unpacked and put away he was an adjuster for an insurance company and was subject to sudden calls to remote localities in accordance with the doings of the busy monster that the press knows as the fire fiend if isaac sobrinsky off in des moines had the misfortune to be burned out at the close of a dull season or in the face of brisk and successful competition then des moines was the place to which brower immediately posted he estimated the damage on the building figured the salvage on socks and ulsters and endeavored to decide so far as lay in his powers whether the catastrophe had been inflicted by providence or had been precipitated by sobrinsky's own matchbox however he never carried anything except his valise on such excursions the general state of his trunk is to be accepted simply as the mental index of a constant and hurried traveller yes she's a mighty pretty girl he repeated thoughtfully where have they gone oh not far there's been a good deal of travelling done already they just went up to milwaukee eugene had something to see about there they'll be back to-morrow i expect milwaukee eh that's come to be quite the fashion hasn't it some folks go there after they're married and some of them to be married we had one in our office a week or two ago vibert have you met him it's in your office he is then is it no i've never met him i've seen him and heard about him is he much thought of well the office doesn't have a great deal to say to a man as long as he keeps hours and attends to his work when the position isn't responsible i mean what are you looking for whisk broom here i'm sitting on it i guess i suppose he does attend to his work oh so-so but a little break like that doesn't help a man any he struck high didn't he yes wonder what he's got to keep her on great question all that ain't it she's a rich girl i hear subject for debate is it safer to marry a rich girl or a poor girl for a young man in moderate circumstances i mean oh dear said ogden sitting down on the edge of the bed helplessly if you're going back to that chestnut well it's timely rejoined brower knocking the ashes of his pipe into the cover of the soap dish and always will be pro if the girl's rich she'll have had things and got used to them and perhaps tired of them if the girl's poor she'll be ravenous after her long starve out and will expect her husband to feed her with everything lay on con if the girl's rich she'll expect all the comforts and luxuries she has been used to at home if she's poor she'll have had some sense ground into her she'll know how to manage and contrive so there it is what's your idea no general rule depends on circumstances what does the girl to begin with the girl depends on circumstances and after after oh then circumstances depend on the girl hm can't lay down any general law same as with little johnny pshaw you go to the foot but they both agreed on one point 
as young men always do when they discuss this standard subject they stood together on the assumption that such a venture concerned only the two people primarily involved brower preceded ogden into the hallway he stood with the toe of one slipper on the heel of the other well remember me to the swells oh shucks said george turning back and laughing he walked down and out rather sedately and picked his way over the muddy sidewalks with his thoughts fixed on the two recent marriages that in his own family had just occurred under such disadvantages as must prevail in a disorganized household and with the infliction of such discomforts as will sometimes be undergone by people who while not in society still feel impelled to have such a function proceed after the fashion that society prescribes kitty ogden was duly married then with a certain regard to cards carriages caterers and the rest and the feast was graced by a number of mcdowell's family and friends people of a fairish sort who called for a little comment in either way at least little comment was bestowed by ogden whose principal thought was that his sister was now the wife of a fellow of some means and ability and who felt that it would not come amiss to have a good business man in the family at the floyds he found the other wedding the subject of much comment more or less discreet on the other hand the affair in his own family received a mere civil mention the ogdens he felt must be only an insignificant little group after all must they must he always remain so the floyds occupied a snug little house which filled a chink between two bigger and finer ones and commanded a view of the back yard of a third which was bigger and finer still mrs floyd had lately begun to fill a chink in the social world as well by having an evening she had approached the idea with a good deal of deliberation and she had achieved something very small and quiet she overcame her husband's weakness for knowing people and inviting them to the house she was not after a deluge but a drop and if her tardy distillation did not equal the perfumes of the fragrant east still it was the best result to be arrived at under the circumstances he found the fairchilds there and he came upon fairchild and floyd smoking sub rosa in a secluded corner of the library which was furnished in a sombre and solid fashion in the floyd family the household divinity was the lace curtain whose susceptibility to offence from the fumes of tobacco was well known her high priestess was mrs floyd and her chief victim was walworth associated with the two smokers was young freddie pratt whose solicitude regarding brainard's mental state on the occasion of his daughter's call at the bank has been already touched upon and who was now puffing a cigarette with a learned and expert air this attitude was displeasing to ogden who was perhaps over-disposed to feel official differences on social occasions but no oppressive sense of his own subordinate rank troubled freddie pratt who had but a feeble and intermittent realization of the orders of the business hierarchy or indeed of anything else it was a matter that concerned just her and him fairchild was saying as ogden entered with a contemplative regard fastened on the lengthening ash of his cigar it was nobody else's business he stopped he had spoken in a low quiet voice 
but he had conveyed unmistakably the presence of quotation marks i called on em the other night volunteered freddy pratt unabashedly his perky little nose was tipped in the air and his eyes were closed to the two fine slits that denote the complete enjoyment of the smoker i wasn't going to stand off they're at the northumberland big name but not much else ragged matting in the halls and the janitor didn't look very slick i guess they've rented ready furnished mamie was real glad to see me but he was rather grumpy i thought everybody ought always to be glad to see you freddy smiled walworth with a caressing irony i suppose resumed fairchild thoughtfully that the human family will always go on considering a wedding as a joyous occasion it always has it always must hope springs eternal ogden wondered what other view there might be to take everybody had seemed lively and happy enough when kitty was married but there's the other side the side that turns to view with a consideration of the complicated relations of a good many new and diverse elements new people coming in we had a case in our own family some years ago when my young cousin married poor lizzie she is dead now her father died six months before her and left a good deal to be divided up her husband was trustee for the boy after she herself went and he made us a good deal of trouble he had his eye on the estate from the start and more than his share in the handling of it there were a good many meetings in lawyers offices more trying than the courts themselves there was a good deal of money lost and there is a good deal of feeling that will never be got over he traded on his wife's memory all through yet the family welcomed him very cordially and trustfully we thought the poor girl was going to be so happy she was she never knew ogden sighed this was dismal matter oh well continued fairchild resuming his cigar with an air of passing to lighter topics this can't apply here all of us are happily married or are going to be freddy pratt nonchalantly blew an ineffable smoke ring across the room walworth slipped around the table to close the last inch of crack in the door oh dear yes he exclaimed and none of us are being troubled through relations by marriage the door was shut but the penetrating voice of anne wilde came through it clearly and walworth winced oh dear no he protested i should say not chimed in freddy pratt with his self-satisfied little ba ah the cigars were ending come let us go out to the others said floyd in the drawing-room ogden presently encountered jessie bradley and her parents the girl herself appeared as dressed as the occasion could warrant but her father and mother wore the everyday habiliments in which he had first seen them a fortnight before on the occasion of a call at hinsdale they had an easy-going aspect as if they hardly cared to put themselves out greatly they were present in the triple capacity of relatives of the hostess of suburbanites and of bodyguard to escort their daughter back home after another of her frequent visits in town and their effect was quite provisional and transitory mrs bradley was a pleasant woman whose face was full of the fine lines of experience and whose hair had thinned greatly without changing its dry sandy brown she wore an old-fashioned tortoise-shell comb 
she met ogden here precisely as she had met him in her own house he noticed presently that she treated everybody else in exactly the same fashion and he learned subsequently that she had practically one invariable manner for all times places and people it was a manner that he found very quiet simple straightforward and friendly it showed that she valued herself and was also disposed to accord a good value to anybody else it seemed to say as plainly as words the lord is the maker of us all so let's have no more fuss about it it was the good american manner in full bloom her husband had a jovial eye a grizzled moustache a rotund polished forehead and cheeks that hung downward fatly into his big round short neck he appeared to have valued his peace of mind sufficiently to preserve it and to be satisfied with the moderate success that comes from moderate effort he wore a short-waisted double-breasted frock coat and there were no wrinkles in it either front or back he would have found it impossible to thrust his plump hand in between any two of the buttons he was given in the directory as bradley dannel h secretary and treasurer darrell and bradley printing and lithograph company he had been one of the organizers of the corporation but had since yielded the lead to others of more push and means he had a moderate salary in a small block of the stock since he was assisting the business as an officer rather than directing it as an individual he had little personal annoyance from typographical unions and from the paper manufacturers trusts as for pie and proofreaders errors matters which have a power to make some men agonize he merely laughed at them the concern besides its central establishment had a few retail branches placed here and there through the business district one of them on the ground floor of the clifton supplied the la salle street banks and insurance offices with ledgers ink and blotting pads he had an acre of ground and a two-story frame house at hinsdale and ogden remembered the small greenhouse where he fed his craze for chrysanthemums we have come to take our girl back home he said to ogden as he laid his plump hand lightly on his daughter's shoulder that is if she can make up her mind to go with us just us two all alone in the house added her mother with a humorous pathos no chick nor child jessie laughed and shook out a bit of her frivolous finery her face had a tired look but motion seemed more restful to her than rest itself ogden canvassed the three whence could this girl have got her supple leanness her light gay rapid incisive air her aspen-like quiverings of nervous force not from her parents from the march winds perhaps that sweep down from mackinaw over the limey and choppy expanse of lake michigan from the varied breezes hot and cold that scour the prairies on their way from scorched-up texas or from the snowfields beyond manitoba not even a relative pursued her father not one in all the country round except frances all our people are down east he continued addressing ogden more directly they write every so often to learn if we are millionaires yet we always have to say no and that discourages them they stay where they are but jessie goes around to look after them contributed her mother with
with combined complacency and reproach she goes to pittsfield and nantucket and everywhere people are beginning now to ask her up to wisconsin summers and sometimes florida the girl shrugged her shoulders in a fidgety fashion oh well mamma she said i have to circulate let's circulate some now she suggested turning to ogden i'll be ready to go when you are she called back to her father End of chapter six